Hey, cool dude, can I play too? Uh, uh, it's only a one-player game. Well, then how come it says second-player score? <laughs> You're listening to the Second Player Speaks podcast with Nerdpunk's Second Player Score. Alright, so this is uh, the new episode of the Second Player Speaks podcast. We are Second Player Score, or maybe Drunken Philanthropy, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Could there be a name change in the near future? <laughs> Probably not, but uh, we'll see. Hey, by the way, I, did you guys see we had some listeners from Belgium? Yes, Whoa. yes, yeah, I, saw, I actually saw that. Belgium. Yeah, wow. Yeah, the, the, you know, the anchor gives you the, the demographics of your listeners, and there was like a little, you know, you know four, most of it was from the U.S., but there was like 4% from Belgium. So if there's actually somebody in Belgium listening to this, uh, if you didn't like just click on it accidentally and tune out after the first five minutes, but you're actually listening to this, thank you for listening. Um. Yeah, it's yeah, that's a, pretty awesome. That's, that's pretty wow. cool. So international, worldwide. That's right. Wide. <laughs> we, this is wide. now an international podcast. So today, uh, we're going to talk about. Well, I think the first thing we're going to talk about is sort of a combination of both music and pop culture, which I guess is kind of this. Uh, it's kind of a trend, apparently. Um, who knew? <laughs> but uh, uh, you know, kind of a marriage of music and and. and you know, anime or and you know like movies, TV TV shows, that kind of thing. So um, it's uh, basically it's this thing. Um, Sturgill Simpson, uh, Sound and Fury, had this uh, this this thing that came out on Netflix just recently, and I checked it out. Netflix recommended it to me because I'm a huge anime fan, and so it just it said, "Hey, you might like this." And you know, I'm a sucker for anything that's music related, so I thought, "Okay, you know, I'll check it out." I I didn't know who Sturgill Simpson was. Turns out, you know, I I looked into him afterwards, and I found out that he's this uh, kind of popular country artist. Oh, prior to and th- th- but with this, he's kind of moving more into a little bit more, uh, you know, like kind of like sludgy rock kind of thing. So, um, and I was really impressed. I, I really, I thought it was really good. Um, his lyrics, especially, were fantastic. I thought, and um, uh, it was basically if you know if, if anybody hasn't seen it, it's, it's a it's like a visual album. I think it's made in anime style, where you know each song on his new album has like a little anime short that corresponds to that song. And um, it's, it's, very, it's really similar to an idea that we originally had for Glorified, for our third album, where we thought, you know, you know it was going to be kind of an anime thing. But, uh, you know, if we, if we didn't have a whole series produced, which is kind of what, you know, what our ultimate goal is, you know, we could do something like this where you just have kind of the imagery. And it, uh, coincidentally, it was like uh, this, it was, it was about a woman warrior in a post-apocalyptic future getting revenge I'm oh thinking. hey <laughs> so yeah. i was like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like, hey mm, okay well you know so i anyway i i enjoyed it. I, I think and i know you, you saw it too right and yeah yeah i watched it and and it was funny i i have to agree with dan so when you were uh when you were um uh you know sending us messages about this and we were talking about it before we had the opportunity to watch it uh you know dan's like oh wow it's like Everybody's out there like testing our ideas for us. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> so funny. Like we come up with this idea, and then all of a sudden, like like a month later or something, you you find like somebody else has got this on Netflix now right. or whatever, and <laughs> so right. it's like wow, it's being tested for us. So 
So we'll already kind of know uh, what's going on when it comes, you know, to be our turn. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it seemed to me like, you know, of course, like a modern day heavy metal mm-hmm. um, um, and and exactly what I had originally kind of when we were talking about glorified originally, because I mean, that would have been perfect for, uh, you know, before we had thought of the idea of doing the television series, um, you know, heavy metal was was like what I was thinking about because you, it would be perfect. Like it's an hour long, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with whatever breaks in between the songs and stuff, but you could like go through the entire journey, uh, visually while listening to the album. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I mean, heavy metal was like out in what, like 81 or something like that. I mean, it was yeah. a long mm-hmm. time ago and, uh, I still will watch that. Like mm-hmm. if it comes on, I will still watch it. It is so cool. Oh yeah. Um, and and I, I just don't think that that's changed. Uh, one thing I didn't like about this Sturgis one though is that some of the stuff. Uh, have you guys seen uh, Undone on Amazon? Mm-mm. Okay, so I don't it's, think so. It's oh. got that animation. It's kind of like uh, a Scanner Darkly. Mm-hmm. I don't like that animation. It weirds me out. I really does that. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> I kind of feel like. You already filmed it, damn it! Just, just why'd you have to put animation on top of it? You know, mm-hmm. it just looks weird. I don't know. I have a hard time watching it. Uh, I don't know why. It just, like, I don't know. It just rubs me the wrong way. I'm not against it or anything. Like, it, it's not like, oh, they're they're defiling the, you know, the sanctity of anime or something like that. It's not that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's just. I, I don't know. I just have a hard time watching it. It's almost like it hurts my eyes. But it wasn't, it wasn't that same style all the way through. It was, no, you know, no, no. That's what I liked. That's what I liked about this uh, was that there were different animation styles throughout, which was also one of the things that I liked so much about something that was similar to this, which was also um, uh, inspired by heavy metal, was Love, Death, and Robots mm-hmm. on uh, Netflix. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, in incredibly well done where it wasn't so much that wasn't it wasn't so much a uh, music set to animation but uh you could see where the inspiration the heavy metal inspiration was in it right yeah and i loved that whole series and and the fact that you had all those different animation styles i mean the very first episode my god like there were points you you're like is is this animation or did they film it? I, mm. you know, you just couldn't tell. It was a, is this animation or just like incredibly high definition film? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was mm. like really hard to tell. And then, you know, like, like other episodes, like one of them looked literally like heavy metal, you know? And, and, uh, it was just a little, like it was a little better defined and, um, you know, Whatever they had all these different ones. Yeah, and that's what the creators of that. I mean, that's kind of what they wanted to go for. Is they were actually trying to make something like heavy metal, and that's where you know the whole idea for that series came from. And um, but and then eventually, eventually, I, th- I think they had an original vision of it being like uh, like maybe closer to heaven. But it ended up being this series where they would like invite different creators who each did a different uh, episode of, of oh, the series. Right. I think, that's yeah. right. I think yeah. that's such a, that's such a cool idea. I can't remember. Uh, maybe either we had this idea before I saw that, or maybe I saw that, and, and then we had that. I don't know, but um, like with uh, with our first album, with Fortress Storm Attack, I kind of want to do that kind of thing with that album. What, you know, eventually, where like 
um, you know, like, because we we do this thing where like with with glorified, each song in the album corresponds to uh, you know an issue in in the in the comic book series, but also to an episode you know in in, in what will hopefully be an animated series one day. But like with Fortress Storm Attack, it's, I think it's more of an anthology kind of thing where right. like I want to have um, you know like, you know get different creators invite different people to do you know to, to do their own takes on each of the songs on that album and right. you know like have it just be this you know, kind of diverse thing and um just you know have everybody do their own thing the, you know, the one common denominator of course being that they have to uh, uh sneak in a second player score cameo in it right. somehow <laughs> <laughs> perfect <laughs> we will be the stan lee of fortress storm attack right the stan lee's right of, exactly of Fortress Storm Attack. Love but it. Yeah, that would be uh, absolutely awesome to have uh, all those different takes on uh, on Fortress Storm Attack. So yeah, I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, and yeah, like Love, Death, and Robot. I, I really enjoyed that series. And and this, the Sound and Fury by Sturgisson. I I, th- I thought you know it's a good idea. It, it's it's good because it gets it attracts a different audience. I think you know like right like you know if, if it wasn't for that, I mm-hmm. would have never known who this guy was. I mean. Yeah, he's he's like he's he's in the country genre. I mean, that's how he's pr- promoted. And so, like, I I don't I'm not a huge country fan, so I don't you know I don't pay much attention to that. So I would have never known of who this guy was. Uh-huh. And um, I guess like he's kind of um I, I guess he's uh, what do they call it? It's a it's a subgenre of country where it's not it's not really pop. It's more like you know kind of like vintage Johnny Cash almost kind of like you know, like the more you know, like the darker side of you know like alt country or oh, whatever. Okay. And okay. Um, and like with this album he's you know, much more uh, you know kind of leaning much more to the rock side of things. Yeah. Um and you know I, I really I really liked it and if it, but if it wasn't for this show I would have never found out about it but then after I watched this and I I liked it because it drew me in through the anime side of things. Then you know, I, then I was I was curious, like, well, who is this guy? You know, like I liked his music, and so and I, I mean, could this be? It might be a new trend, or me, like I, I read another article about how people think this might be a new way of consuming music, where it com- it, com- it gets combined with visuals, and like even like Tom York did that for like his latest solo record. He did a thing on Netflix also, which you know, like uh, it was. Like um, you know, kind of you know this very artsy short filmish type thing that you know corresponded to his new album. So it's almost, I think like Dan, you you said it when when you replied to when I told you guys about this, and you, you were like, you know, I, I'm watching an album now. You know, this, I'm not listening to an album anymore. I'm, yeah, I'm watching yeah, it. That's, this yeah. is a new way to discover and consume music, which is kind of cool, frankly. I mean, you yeah. know, like you know, I, it's this is something this is, different. This is the uh, 21st century MTV. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, so I mean, yeah, maybe we're on the we're actually on the leading edge. I mean, literally, the only thing that that's stopping us from from being uh, in the you know doing the same thing on that level is like just backing. I mean, we have the financial backing. We've got everything. Like we've got the scripts. We've got the music. We've got everything. We just need money for animators. <laughs> right. Like literally. Help. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I mean, we. I mean, yeah. We. I mean, we have it all there. Um, but I. I know a handful of people already that were not had no intention of listening to the glorified album mm-hmm. until they heard that uh, it was. It had an anime tied to it, really? and then they were like, "What?" You know, and then you show them like the uh the cover 
of the CD mm-hmm. and everything. And, and they see that and they see like, no, I'm not kidding. This really is like anime. And uh, then they were interested. Like oh. now they wanted to know about it. Cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, it does. I mean, starting to, to uh, blend these these things together, I mean, I think I think it works. I mean, it, okay, so MTV's not there anymore, right? They've, they completely sold themselves out um, to, you know, make money however it is that they needed to, and reality TV kind of became the way to do it, right? Mm-hmm. So now there's this void out there. Um, and But the problem is that, you know, now, you know, you, you have it. You have YouTube. Right. And you can you YouTube's basically your way to see videos. Now you can see videos the way you used to see it on on MTV. Mm. But now they're everywhere. But the thing is, is that anybody can make a video now. I mean, it used to be like, you know, you had to go out, you hired filmmakers, you, you know, you, you got your stuff on MTV because that was where you saw videos. You didn't see them. There was no Internet. Right. Right. Well, now, I mean, anybody can make a video you know, to varying degrees mm-hmm. and like some really good ones, like super low budget, but they're really well done, you know? Uh, so there's, there's like this glut of videos. So, um, I mean, but that's, it's nothing new. It's just kind of, it's bands doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah. I feel like this now, like having like a visual album is like the next step. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I was, cause when you when you when you were talking about that, I was thinking, well, maybe maybe I need to backtrack my statement there because you're right. Like, it's not necessarily a new thing. Like, with, when MTV came out, you know, then you had the music video and people could watch. Uh, you know, you you would watch a song, but but maybe the visual album is like like the next step. So right. maybe I wasn't totally off base. <laughs> 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 I don't know. But I mean, I how know. cool was that? Like, we were able to watch. Like, okay, so. It, it was what, like 41 minutes long? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is a typical album. Sure. You know, so now you can like watch an album. Uh, the thing is, 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 you know, the because of Spotify and all those different uh, platforms, you know, the, the bands have kind of been reduced to singles. Right, right, right. Yeah. You know, even when you make an album, like, like even though we make concept albums, like everything that we have is concept albums, and they all follow a story in the whole thing. Essentially on Spotify, it's just a grouping of singles. Yeah. It's it's up to the listener to decide if they want to uh, have the entire experience. Right. Right. Uh, it's, it's there for them, but it's, you know, it's not like it used to be like you get an album, you listen to the whole thing. Yeah. Right. But this is a way to like tie it all together again. That's a great point. And I think that's, that's good. I mean, I, I'm glad I hope that can be a trend to bring that back because to me, like I was always, I, I thought, you know, I, I was always an album kind of guy. Like I, I, I understand the appeal of singles and things like that, but like I was always a guy who I, I felt like al- an album was kind of the, it's one cohesive statement, like regardless of whether it's a concept album or not, like it was, it was one cohesive statement by the artist at one point in their careers, one point in time that was meant to be a singular thing that you would listen to in order mm-hmm. from beginning to end. You know, and, and that's what kind of made the whole experience. You know, um, you know, that to me was always the way I felt music should have been consumed. Or that was the way I liked to consume music was just by listening. Even I'm, even till to, to this day, that's how I like to do it. Like I mean, I'll, I'll listen to something. If you know, I'll get an al- album, if there's a band I like, I get the album and I listen to it from beginning to end. 
and i don't i don't like you know pull singles out of it or whatever i, I know like you know dan you're a little younger than us I, I don't know if you have a different way of looking at it or i mean there's never really one specific way to absorb music for me like if i can play it from beginning to end i'm normally doing something else while i'm doing that mm. like there was rarely a time where i just sat there with my like cd player and just listened to the entire thing front to back i was either like on a bus ride or i was like you know walking to school or something like that so there's always something else going on it was kind of rare for me to sit down and have time to do that mm. So through that, then I would find like certain video games had a track that I loved. I'm like, okay, so now who is this? It's kind of like tying, like we were saying how music is tied in with all these different forms of media to make it more digestible to different audiences. So then um, like animes would pop up and then like, oh, there's this killer intro song. Who was this band? Mm -hmm. And it'll be those kind of things. So going front to back. Yeah, that was a little rare, but. I would buy albums specifically for one song, but then get disappointed with like eight tracks that I didn't really want for mm -hmm. that one song that I did want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So when enough of that happened, I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> maybe I'll I'll revisit it later on. Like yeah. like when I first got Soundgarden, Super Unknown, I was like, I didn't listen to it all the way through. Now I'm like, why the hell didn't I do that? <laughs> I just maybe just wasn't ready for it at the time, or mm -hmm. I don't know. But yeah, now I can appreciate it. But still, to this day, it's kind of hard to listen to one thing all the way through. Just to specifically sit down with your headphones and just, you know, just absorb it like right, that. Right, right. Maybe it's just the attention span of the days or something. I don't know. But <laughs> I, Yeah, I mean, I think I, in general, like your, your uh, like mainstream kind of stuff now, I mean, I just don't think it, like mainstream when, when I was like just coming out of high school, you know, my early 20s and stuff. You know, it was when I, well, even in, even in high school, I mean, the music I was listening to, I would buy the album with the idea that I would listen to the entire album, uh, and, and trying to get the message that the band was trying to get across. Mm. But that was in the days when an album was made to be complete. Uh, but because of, you know, the cha things that changed with you know, first we had Napster and then and then we went into the more legal forms and and uh, everything got reduced. Once again, it got reduced down to singles. I don't think at least on a mainstream level, you get very many uh, bands or artists now creating an album. Uh, they just they produce enough singles to where maybe they'll put it on an album. But I don't think that that like the intent is to go make an album with a with with an all-encompassing message like it used to be because yeah i mean especially you know maybe in the first you know couple of years after i moved out of the house and i smoked a lot of pot um <laughs> you know we would like go and get an album like i remember getting um injustice for all or we got um one of my roommates got all the first four Led Zeppelins. Mm -hmm. He got like a box set or whatever. Yeah. And like we would just get super high and we would listen to those albums beginning to end. And you would just like, you would just be immersed in them, mm -hmm. you know? Whereas I, I just don't know. I don't see that happening now. Mm. Uh, but maybe, maybe now this is a new trend that will kind of give artists... On it. I mean, because I, I mean, I know independent artists that still do that, like like us and other artists 
that that uh, like artists that I play on on my show on Thursdays. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know some guys that that also have some loosely based uh, concepts with their albums and stuff. Kind mm-hmm. of they had the same kind of intent we did. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe on a mainstream level now with this new kind of visual, um, almost like a, a an album movie per mm-hmm. se. You know, maybe it, it will have these artists going, "Hey, you know, we can spread this." all-encompassing message through an album again or whatever. So yeah, I'll be yeah. interested to see if that kind of changes that a little bit. And that raises a question, too, that, like, um, you know, because then, I, I don't know, like, what do you guys think of this? Like, on the one hand, you can say, well, you have artists who are creating, you know, like, it's, um, you know, maybe you have, like, two hit singles, and then you have a bunch of filler. Like, and then, or, you know, like, is, is, it, is it filler? Or is it, like, you know, if you're trying to make an artistic statement, maybe you have one or two songs in there that are, like, like you know that these are not radio friendly hits you know the, mm. but but it's part of the the whole scene like like uh, like mother on on synchronicity you know by the police i mean that's right. obviously not meant to be a radio single oh, yeah. it's, it's right. this crazy you know track and well, you know, you know well, we have one uh, interlude nobody's hero right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so you know but, you know but that, that's the thing is like is is there you know what what is the difference i mean i guess there's a difference obviously but i mean you know is it should should be, should people be making a judgment about the like okay well uh, is this is this art or is this filler you know I mean I don't know yeah I uh. guess it just depends I, I guess it's the intent of the band I mean I think for the po- like your example with the police I think that that mother that song they knew it wasn't radio friendly but it was getting across whatever it is that they felt they needed to get across and they were gonna put it on there anyway mm. uh, but I I think other uh, Maybe other bands, let's say, you know, they're on contract and they've got an executive like breathing down their neck saying, hey, man, you got to get an album out. You need to start making us some money. Uh, Yeah, but I we still need like two more songs for the for the album. Well, then you need to do something about it. Right. And it needs to be yesterday, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So maybe they do have a couple of tracks. They're like, eh, not really the greatest tracks, but. We've got these other awesome ones out there, so you know we just need to get it out. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I mean, I I could certainly see needing to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know, uh, I know. Uh, you know, over the years, seeing you know stories about bands that I, I think what was it the Chili Peppers? I remember one of the ones that stands out in my mind, where uh, you know the executives were like, "Hey, you guys are sitting on your ass, not doing anything." you're burning our money. Uh, you need to have an album in like a month or something like that. And when mm-hmm. they went and like locked themselves in like a fucking castle yeah, in a cabin. somewhere yeah, yeah. or whatever. And uh, I, re- I think there's even a, a documentary out there about it that I watched back in the nineties or something where mm. they were locked in this castle uh, and they couldn't leave until they had the album recorded or mm-hmm. something like that, you know? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, maybe under the pressures of, of the corporate side of it, you know, maybe they are like, hey, like, we've got this album. We've got six songs on it. They're really freaking awesome. But we just we need two more before we can release it. And we're tired of, uh, you know, CEO calling us up and breathing down our necks. So what about those other two songs? I mean, they're not great, but they fit. Yeah, let's, you know, let's throw them on there. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like we need to get something out. Right. I could see that. Mm. I mean. I don't think that that necessarily means that the artist doesn't care about what they're putting out, but I think that they're balancing, you know, 
the the corporate side with the artistic side gotcha situation yeah Yeah. are are there artists out there that maybe just throw shit on there because they're like well we just need something that is very possible Mm -hmm. but who knows you know don't know enough about their situation sure, to, right. to, to say one way or another. Right, exactly, uh, I, exactly. I wish I was in those circles, but I'm not. Yeah, well, wow. At that kind of level, yeah. I mean, with contracts and all that stuff, that's crazy. But like the, the whole sacrificial track, I mean, yeah. I mean, is it about storytelling or is it just filler? I mean, like, like you were saying, you don't really know. Yeah, I mean... Unless you're a part of the band. I mean, like... Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's just... There's so many... There's a litany of ways that that could happen. Yeah, well, because the way we used it was for a grander scheme, like, well, in Nobody's Hero, the interlude, that's actually in the story. That's when they're making the demon spawn kind of thing. Right. And it's like a whole bunch of galloping drums and like, it's meant to be brought to the table with visuals, with the story, with everything else. But you wouldn't just play that one track on the radio. I mean, there's no lyrics. There's nothing. No, (laughs) no. It it depends, like like you're saying, it depends how they want to use the song. Or what's the intent of the song? Is yeah. It, is it contract? Is it storytelling? Is it a, a funny little thing? I don't know. We'll have to figure that out. Amazingly, we are already past the time where we should be talking about beer. So. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, that's all right. Hey, we are not on a hard schedule here. Careful. This one's a niner. Oh, boy. Thanks, Dan. Wow. Well, I got to make space. Hold right. It smells good. So what are, what are we... Uh, what what did you bring to the table today, Dan? This one is Alpha Centauri by Hopworks. This is one of our go-tos. Oh, it's a nine percent is... sledgehammer. Oh my hop, goodness! Hop Valley. Oh, hop, hop Valley. Hop I'm sorry. Valley. I'm sorry. The Alpha Centauri Imperial IPA. <laughs> oh boy! Um, wow. Yeah, that we normally pra- find that in like this is going to be loose yeah. today. The, yeah. the IPA like a uh, variety pack. And when we see that one in there, we're like, okay, keep that in the back of the fridge. Yep, nine percent. Woohoo! All Cheers. Right. All right, let's give this a little uh, a little something here. Ooh, wow! Yeah, I can taste it. Man, I have not had this in a while. Yeah, me too. This, <laughs> this is. Uh, something else i love the i love the like the way that they do this it's so hoppy but it 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 doesn't like bite Mm, yeah yeah i mean and don't get me wrong i like that if that's what i'm ready for but this is nice to be able to get that ultra super hoppy um uh finish at the end but without feeling like you just got punched in the teeth (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, this is, um, these guys make good beer. Um, they're from Eugene, Oregon, actually, so another sort of local local brewery. But uh, I, I love how the I love how this this uh, label says contains alcohol. Like, okay, <laughs> all right, a I, whole lot of it. Yeah, I, you know, thanks for <laughs> thanks thanks for that. Thanks for letting me know. And I and I think I I can't remember all of the Hop Valley beers, but I do think that that I like with them. They they really adopted a full-on 100% beer theme. Actually, uh, a hop theme, like with their naming. All of their, like a lot of their names of their beers are all um, kind of derived from terms or names surrounded around hops. Is Alpha Centauri a... Yeah, because it's the alpha acids 
in the um, in the hops oh. that determine how bitter your beer is going to be. Oh, okay. So cool. this is the educational segment yep. of the podcast that we always <laughs> have to have this, and here we go. I, I'm glad we're able to, uh, you know, to squeeze yeah. that in there. The, so. the, the higher the the higher the alpha acid, the the greater the bitterness uh, ah. that you get from the. So like when you go like when I go buy hops for beer, mm-hmm. if I want something that's going to be really bitter, then I'll get something with like you know 15 percent uh, alpha acids. Okay, and then. Uh, um, the other side of that too is that you can have like uh, like Magnum hops, which is kind of a, I think it's a German hop. Uh, they're really good. They give you the bitterness, but but that smooth bitterness, kind mm. of like with this Alpha Centauri, because they have a they have a low cohumulone level, and so that's what gives you that bite, like that that just smacks you in the face. So what's cool is that like when you have like you if you want a let's say a stout but you want it to be really bitter mm-hmm. but but without it being uh, kind of uh, offensive um, use like magnums. But I remember I was <laughs> I used to make I used to make um, IPAs with magnum hops because I could find them in a really high alpha acid. But they never like gave me that real like when I wanted to make an IPA that that just bit you in the face when you were drinking it. I couldn't get it, and I was like, I don't. What am I missing here? You know. So I went back into my notes and everything from when I was taking classes and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd forgotten completely about like cohumulone levels, which that was what gives you the bite. Cohadi, what what? Cohumulone. <laughs> um, I, if I am correct, when you look at it, when you look at a hop, like an actual uh-huh. hop. Uh, inside you see, um, you can see like little, um, it looks like pollen basically. It's like yellow, uh, it's like yellow powder. I believe that's the cohumulone. Anyway, uh, so, so, uh, when I looked it up, like Magnum has got like one of the lowest cohumulone levels of like any hops, (laughs) right? And I'm like, oh, okay. We have a problem. <laughs> so so I, I switched up like the hops that I was using. And then ex- next thing I know, I'm like, oh, I better tone this down now. <laughs> you know, gotcha. I, I like went the completely other direction. <laughs> wow. Like, but uh, but anyway. Yeah. So that's your your lesson for the day, I guess. All right. Well, very learned good. a new word, so, too. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Um, Cohumulone. I'll just think of it like midichlorians. <laughs> <laughs> oh no that's a whole other subject I, mean, I think we could go off, go off on that for a while but anyway um, maybe we'll save up for another time because I think we have actually reached the end of another episode here so again uh, this is Second Player Speaks we are Second Player Score look us up on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and Spotify see I got Spotify this time uh, we, we, we have a Kickstarter going right now for our glorified comic book series um, check that out if you like uh, if you if you like manga style comic books. But um, anyway, we shall uh, see you next time. Peace. Later. You've been listening to the Second Player Speaks podcast with Second Player Score. <laughs> <laughs>